Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick, and this next lady's got a lot of moxie. Yeah, because I watched the show we were supposed to. Hi, Nick. How are you? Things are so hard to do sometimes. I brought a list of nonsense to talk about this week. We talked about WandaVision. What else? We talked about recognizing Emma, who's also here. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Emma. Burly. <laughs> On International Women's Day. Oh my God, she was integral today because she is a woman and because she watched Moxie. She watched Moxie. Uh, you know what I watched? Seven seasons of Community, and there are only six, so we do what we can. We also talk about Drag Race, obviously, our bread and butter, as we say seven times in various accents, as we do. What else do we talk about, Julie? That was it. Oh, we talked right, a little beautiful. bit about Harry and Megan. <laughs> talked a little bit about Harry and Megan. And mostly Oprah. Mostly Oprah. Amazing. Let's be honest. How I'm turning into Joy Behar, which is another reason I fight with Megan McCain. So. Well, it's, they're frenemies. And we'll explore that and so much more in this episode. Thank you all so much for listening and stay tuned. Takes all over the place. 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 That was perfect. Amazing. All right. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah. So here are my topics for today: Harry, Meghan, and Oprah. Sister wives, Moxie, It's a Sin, WandaVision, more Mormon murders, Deadpool movies. I'm now watching old episodes of You and Rosie O'Donnell because I'm as old as Joy Behar and I'm just in discovering how amazing YouTube is. And uh, <laughs> I have one Megan McCain comment. <laughs> did yeah. you watch Moxie? I did not watch Moxie. I did. I'm so sorry, Nick. but I'm a dead. I was like... It's <laughs> International Women's Day and we all promised to watch it. <laughs> And it came out on Wednesday, not Friday. So you had okay, the of- interesting thing is I kept seeing it on Netflix, and I was like, I should watch that. And then I was like, I shouldn't watch it without Emma. But she watched it independently. So we never talked about portal? watching it together. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the 30-second preview on Netflix. Oh, well, then you've seen the whole thing. I live my life with Moxie. Does that count? Sure. It's just the hole's getting deeper. I'm so sorry. I thought it was very cute. I love Amy Poehler. I thought it was trying to do a lot. It was trying to say a lot. And I think I was imagining that Mindy Kaling show was at the um, yes, Never Have I loved. Ever. Yeah, I think it would have been better as a series, but like more like sex education where each of these characters that has their own struggle got to have a little bit more of a spotlight. Yes. And for some reason, I had read somewhere that it was more like a John Hughes movie kind of updated. I didn't realize like it starts out for me pretty heavy the way that her friend is her the new girl in school is treated immediately by evil principal mm-hmm. Marsha Gay Harden and uh, uh, pretend ally. What's his face? He plays the teacher. Uh, Ike Baron Holtz. Oh yeah. It just started off like, Ugh. like this is going to be heavy yeah. immediately. Yeah, it was hard. It was so hard. I, I felt like it tried really hard to flip back and forth from like John Hughes, 10 things I hate about you to something more serious. The most unbelievable boyfriend in the history of since Jake Sheffling from 16 candles. <laughs> like here he was this like gorgeous guy who's like super serious. who doesn't want to date rape his girlfriend anymore. He wants to go out with flat chest and Molly Ringwald. Highly doubtful. This kid is like really cute. Skateboard, super feminist. Oh my adorable. God. <laughs> and he like so calls adorable. her out on her shit. You're like, what? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't know yeah. any 40 year old men who could be like, 
Yeah, because you're treating me like shit at dinner and you act like I don't care and I don't matter. Are you? What are you doing? Do you stand for anything? I don't think I know you. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was yeah. so That boy good. does not exist. I, t- I believe him. I, I want to believe he does, though, because there are boys who have older sisters who are growing up in this time where just like these conversations about wokeness and about equality across racial and gender lines is like more of the topic of conversation as you come of age. And there are totally those boys who like, you know, you picked noses with in kindergarten who you like show back up to school in 10th grade and you're like, oh, did we both get hot? <laughs> really? I've never had that thought, but I'm glad that you <laughs> I would lukewarm recommend it. I liked it. I wanted to like it so much. I like Amy Poehler. I want to support her. I think she's great. I'm guessing the book is fun and easy to read and really good. I like that the best friend came around because that's such an easy trope. Like, I found my new friend, so you're mm-hmm. out. And then she's like, I get it. And you're like, and she's a POC. Like, she totally gets it. So. Yeah. I wanted her to have that conversation yeah. sooner. I mean, obviously, like, she wasn't going to make all the right choices the first time around, but the just not suddenly talking to her best friend made me upset. Like that was the thing I was well, like, I but I, this. being the super bitch that I am in high school sort of went from, I'm going to be a hippie to I'm going to be punk rock to I'm going to be this. And then like anybody who didn't want to join could stay where they were. I was like, bye. Sorry. <laughs> and the guy who played Amy's Polar's boyfriend has been a murderer many times over on law and order. He's always a preacher who's he killing totally someone. Has. I'm like, this is not the guy for I you. I even remember that. So Nick, the mom, Amy Poehler, was like hardcore rebel, <laughs> punk girl, rock star. And like, she has a whole room dedicated to it. I don't know. But now she's Yikes. like a nurse who goes, and somebody gives her leaks as a brother. Um, so the daughter like starts to the go. The leaks yeah, they're, he's like, look, I bought <laughs> yeah. green onions. And she, the daughter's like, those are leeks. And he's like, oh, I picked these for you. <laughs> It was pretty cute. But Amy Poehler's not attracted <laughs> to him at all. And then the daughter's like, he was hitting on you. And she's like, he was? So, like, the only guy. Oh! Then they're at the grocery store at that same time. And someone who works there comes over to help Amy Poehler bag her groceries. Now, my mother would make me go to the, if we were at the back of the line, go to the beginning and start bagging everyone's groceries so we can get the fuck out of here. I was like, fantastic. Let's go. Weighted things. Here. The neck catchers. Put it down. Lift. There we go. Got it. Here we go. Move along. Thanks. Next person. Thank you. Eventually, people think you work there, but whatever. We're just getting out of there. At this point, I only go through self-checkout, so nobody's touching anything of mine, but thank you. Thank you. For the past thank year, same. I've always, since I used to buy things in line and say they were for other people so that I'd go home and eat an entire birthday cake by myself, I've always just enjoyed self-checkout. I was using it as a metaphor yeah. for self-pleasure. <laughs> On International so Women's back. Day. <laughs> a Gemstones-wise, I'm going to give it an 85. Say it was totally watchable. A little long. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a little long. I think I took a break. It was almost two hours. I think it wanted to be a series. I think you're right. I mean, it's a book. Uh, I need a number from you. <laughs> Let's see. I like 85. It what a perfect, perfect answer. response. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, I think I did <laughs> it again. She's one, you know. <laughs> she hit the nail on the head. I shouldn't change Woo. that. <laughs> the little boyfriend was adorable. Amy Poehler in a Sleeted Kenny T-shirt did make some of my dreams come <laughs> nice. true. So nostalgia. Yeah, and well acted by everybody. And I think it just tried to do too mm-hmm. much. Probably, I don't see myself watching it again. But you never know. I've almost watched all of the other channels. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> all right, Nick. I finally finished. It's a sin. What are your thoughts? Oh Explain my them to me immediately. How <laughs> devastated are you? So devastated. 
don't know. I mean, Emma, you haven't watched it yet. This is very uncomfortable, but we're going to... Is it okay if we talk about it? Yeah, of course. So our main character, our beloved main character is dying, and his parents come, and you're like, please don't take him away. Please do not take him away from a support group. His mother, you know, has always known, and his dad is kind of like, no way, gays, whatever. But it reverses, and the mom turns just awful. I mean, awful to everybody. It is gut right. It's worse than Richie dying for me. Yeah. She turns on everybody. Oh, it was gutting, as they say. I couldn't. Mm. It was awful. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it was truly. I mean, that was. There were so many horrifying elements to this and to that time period and understanding that this was something that happened. And just the dramatization, the acting was perfect, all of it. But having Richie squirreled away, like he created his identity and he found himself in this group of people in London to be removed from that to his childhood home. And his dying wish essentially was to see his friend Jill, um, played by the exceptional Lydia West, and Jill is there with some of his friends in the town where he's being sequestered away. On the Isle of Wight, they go the- there and stay at a and b and call every day and say, hey, we'd really like to see Richie today. And she's like, he's not really feeling up to it. She's lying. The mom keeps yeah. him apart. Then Richie's- they go and meet. Yeah. Mom finally goes to meet with Jill. And you just think it's going to be whatever. And she's like, it was a mistake. I did it wrong. She's like, oh, by the way, he died yesterday. And I literally gasped so loud in my apartment and started crying. I was just like, you... Bitch. Yeah. Oh my god. Spoiler. Write that in the text. I mean, like all of this is major. All of this is a major spoiler. Yeah. 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 It's just like it was sort of all the ways in which you could do this wrong, essentially, and also very much uplifting the group of friends and your chosen family that these people are forced to have to create and foster those relationships because their actual family does not understand them, doesn't get them, and the entire time was like she was the mother of Richie was manufacturing her ideal world with how to cope with this, ignoring his wishes, which were to see his friends, finally meeting with them thereafter, and then Jill goes bonkers, appropriately so, and it's just like this whole beautiful monologue about shame and how all these people have been mired and shrouded in shame because they feel like their existence is a sin. Throwback to the title. Well done there. It's a sin. A sin. And what a, what a punchy little pop song for such a horrifying, sobering tale. (laughs) No, but but now there's a remake by Ollie. That's very sobering. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it was it was devastating. It was like, you're the reason and you're kind, the mother, are the reason that these people feel so much shame because they weren't accepted by their family. They're not allowed to live their lives. Their freedoms, their perspectives are never considered. And you're the reason why so many of these people die alone and feel that they brought this on themselves because a part of them believes that this is what they deserve, to die of AIDS because of their lifestyle, which is just a genetic predisposition. It was, the whole thing was just like sob fest. Like, my lacrimal glands got to work out. Well, I did some um, researching because I like, I like to press Google. You're so um, good. And it was supposed to be eight episodes <laughs> instead of five. Oh, interesting. But they cut it short. So that pisses me off because that means there are eight episodes written and I want to see all of them. I want to see every single one. Why did they cut it short? The pandy? Money. It was the pandy oh. and, and the money. Um, that just made me so sad because I'm in love with all of them. It's just like Tales of the City. Like I said, you're so invested in everybody. And I did feel like until the last episode, it was just Richie's story. But then it ends up the last episode's really, I feel like, just Richie. Yeah. But I wanted to do everything with all of them all the time. I wanted to hang out with Roscoe. I wanted to hang out with Jill. I didn't really care about Ash that much. Once he was no, <laughs> no longer hot. I don't know how that happened. Um, 
But then the guy who we think gave Richie HIV in the first place yeah. is a known out HIV actor. He's HIV positive and a big advocate. Oh, I know that Google yeah. can help that you really. Google man. It opens uh. your world <laughs> when the show's uh, over and you're not ready. Uh, Google, 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 Google. No, because you want to live in that world yeah. as devastating, as horrific as it is. You want the story to continue because you do get so invested in these characters. And I was watching because I wanted something more lighthearted. I was watching those horrible Zoom interviews where everyone's talking over each other and then you can't hear one of them because of the Zoom decibel level. But the entire takes all over the place. Or would you- <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> well done. Let's head to the chat for some gemstones. We have so much to talk about. I know. Yeah, it rolled right over. Well, I have like me. 19 topics in front of us and we haven't like neither one of those say drag race. <laughs> None of my topics. So. Okay, we're scoring it. Nick gave it a little bit of a high 98. Julie gave it a perfect score of 97. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It's on HBO Max. Highly recommend. You could do a seven-day trial if you don't want to have every streaming service like I do um, and knock it out in like a day and a half and then just be racked. Yeah. And prepare. Like, you'll need a week for the trial and then a week to recover. It's so true. All right. WandaVision, which I... Decided to get Disney Plus again just to watch, and then realized I never canceled it. I've had it for four months. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts? Do you like Catherine Hahn also? I love Catherine Hahn, yeah. <laughs> Ever since. Uh... <laughs> Did you notice that as the show went on, even the last episode, her eyebrows got bigger and thicker oh, so and thick. fuller yeah. and larger? Yeah. Because uh, how do you know someone's evil? Eyebrows. The fucking eyebrows. So WandaVision, and this is from coming from someone who has not been super invested in the MCU, that whole Marvel universe, but I did recently get, and I think I talked about this because I only have seven stories that I repeat in perpetuum, and you- One of them is how skinny you are. Just like Rachel. Okay, everyone is attacking me in different ways, and I can't keep up. So I now have a third Twitter account, which is just homosexuals who don't super get political, because I've got my main one, and I've got like my tennis and politics one, and when those get overwhelming, I go to like the gays. And all the gays are obsessed with WandaVision, so I was like, I'll give it a shot. Um, and it starts off as sort of this genre-bending immersion into sort of a parody of different TV Um, decades essentially so we've got like the mary tyler moore show the dick van dyke show we later get into sort of like brady bunch-esque with the 70s and then we go into malcolm in the middle and you know all that shit so it's we don't know what the hell's going on for a very long time and i feel like if you're not fully invested in the mcu or perhaps if you are you're even more confused but essentially it's wanda maximoff plays by elizabeth olsen the younger sister of mary kate and ashley i'm not sure if you know them but they're pretty famous and we learned that in the wake of Vision, her paramour, played by Paul Bettany, he's sort of like that red robot dude's death. She goes, Coco for Loco Puffs. And she creates this entire world in which she controls everyone, including the denizens therein, to craft her perfect, idealistic lifestyle that's based on television of old. So that's where we are. And as we progress throughout the series, we see a little bit more into the reality beyond what the reality Wanda's created. Right. So that was a summary. So what did you think of (laughs) Was that not my goal? Well, I'm telling gentle viewers and Emma, obviously, to calm down on this day. So I liked it. Honestly, I did like the parody tropes. There were times where I was just like, okay, let's get this going. I need to know what's happening. And sometimes you get lost in 
sort of the creativity of it all. But I thought it was super fun, enjoyable, especially as Catherine Hahn became Agatha all along, which went number one on iTunes, her little rendition of that tune. So, yeah, I think it was fun. I don't think... I would probably watch it again just to see everything in its entirety, but gemstone-wise, I'd give it sort of like an 89. Julie? I would never have hung in there week by week. Like, I binged it in a night. Yeah. So if I would seen the first episode, I would have been like, so I don't know what that was about, and I don't really care. Bye. And then after the second episode, I am like, I still don't really get it. <laughs> Something's happening, but I don't really care. Third episode, you know, I'm just rolling along. I'm fine, whatever. I love Paul Bettany. I love him. That moment in A Beautiful Mind when uh, Russell Crowe turns to him, thanks, Bill, and says, um, <laughs> you never get any older. Oh, I die. Then he's married to Jennifer Connelly. I'm sure their children are beautiful. Anyway. And they um, met on A Beautiful Mind, and they got engaged before their first date, essentially, or on their first date. It's darling. <laughs> Um, the woman who plays the officer in our world or whatever, she was amazing. I yeah. loved her. I can't think of her name or her character. <laughs> her character's name. I can think of who she is. You know what I'm talking about? The major. Yeah, yeah, no, you knew, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're speaking of. I too. She was been. amazing. Let me figure um, it out. Let me figure it out. Um, she played Monica. Her name's Tiana yes, Paris. Monica. Her name's what? Tiana Paris. Oh my God. She is a revelation. She was awesome. The dude who played her dick-ass boss, also a murderer from SVU and a lawyer from regular <laughs> Law & Order. I mean, you can't even watch a show without being like, wait a minute, who'd you kill? Let me look. Uh, <laughs> I get why people like Catherine Hahn. Her part is so small into the last episode. I can't imagine that that's what kept you tuning in. So Catherine Hahn, and I'm not a huge Catherine Hahn stan as far as like longevity-wise, but... When she played her character in Parks and Recreation, where she was the campaign advisor for Paul Rudd. Hilarious. Exceptional. And from then on, I was just like, well, she's a deity, essentially. She's amazing as the rabbi and transparent. I love her, but her one minute every episode was not enough to like. Well, keep it's very me memeable. Hooked. So if you like a week thereafter, all the memes memes? were different. One of the memes. One of the memes, Kennedy. Yeah. So she would just uh, become the meme moment for the entire week, especially her like winky face was huge. <laughs> yeah. And it's a standalone series. They're not going to do another season. It's the springboard into the origin story for Wanda. Yeah. I thought the last episode was great. I thought it was awesome. I love the way they closed all the doors, dotted all the I's, crossed the T's. Very satisfying. And goodbye. Yeah, I would say for someone who's not super interested in superheroes that, I mean, it's tough. I don't like, it's sort of a thing where I don't understand what, why anyone likes it from either side. Like, it's not super superhero-y from the Marvel universe. Um, and then it's got enough of it that you're confused if you're a casual viewer. But the acting's tremendous and it is sort of like an exploratory journey on grief. But if you want that, just watch Nomadland. Which I have not watched yet. I watched everything else, but not There that. was a line that everyone was just like, oh, yes, sis, go off. What is what is grief but love persisting? And everyone was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I like that you guys all gather on gay Twitter or wherever you get and go, oh, my God, this week it's WandaVision. Oh, it's Agatha all along. Yes. Can you see my screen? Yes. Yes. So here's my Twitter that I grabbed from today. It's Oprah, but she's sitting with Wanda and Vision. From the Harry and <laughs> Megan interview, and says, You held everyone in Westview hostage, or you are hostage to yourself. 
guessing you guys did not watch the interview last night. Um, I absolutely did. No, but I did read the highlights. Yes, did you of watch it? Did. It was like all my Twitter was a buzz, and I was like logging on. Before we even get there, we need to talk about something prior to that has to do with that. I'll need to share my screen again. Um, Please welcome been, our first eight-hour podcast. I, we're not even at Drag Race yet. I know. Everyone's favorite super bitch, Bethany Frankel, the day before the interview, posts, Crimea River, the plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress to suffering in a palace with tiaras, seven figure, seven figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals. Crimey a river. Go. Oh, so they weren't paid for that interview. Well, that's what they said. Bethany knows better than anybody. Bitch. <laughs> so all the gays on my Twitter were like, oh, bitch, we are coming for you. You are going to suffer greatly. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, the royal family was canceled. You're trying to cancel them? Let's cancel you. So anyway, she apologized today. Like, I guess the racism must be tough. I watched M&H sit down. Emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. I am a polarizing, unfiltered, often to a fault, flawed person with a voice. When I heard of the interview during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if it hurt or offended you. Oh, super cunt God. of the universe. I don't really know anything about Megan and Harry. So I was totally in. I completely believe everything they said. I don't feel like they answered all the questions. The part about what, what the baby's going to look like and how dark it is is disgusting. The fact that no matter what the color was, since it was going to have some black in it, they weren't getting him to be a prince or any security, which is exactly how Diana was killed. I mean, it's like this is a post Bridgerton world. Okay. Do we not understand that the monarchy can look like anything? <laughs> well, technically, that was all in the. Well, thank God Bridgerton exists. Today. My God. <laughs> and thank God for Tyler Perry. He's like, come on over. You can have my house. I'll get security. It's all going to be great. And it's not a revelation, but it's just a, a celebration that Oprah Winfrey is amazing. When I was growing up, back in the old days, when you change the channel <laughs> with your fingers, I would come home from school, and if I wasn't going to watch Pyramid, Rosie O'Donnell was on at three and Oprah was on at four. If it were on right now, not new episodes, <laughs> old episodes. I'd watch them all day. I'd be like, I got to get home by three. I can't talk. <laughs> Oprah and the, the gasp that Oprah gave when she said the thing about the skin color. She was like, yeah. <gasps> I was like, oh, that was the gas around the world. <laughs> you see, this is why everyone was saying, especially after a Golden Globe speech, um, Oprah for president. This is why she can't be president. She has to get shit done. Also, her interviewing skills are unmatched. I feel like the true winner of that was Oprah. All of Twitter was a buzz, which is like, oh my God, she can actually interview well. And it's like, yeah, bitch. How do you think she got her start? But then there was one tweet that was exceptional. It was like, so the second fall of the British Empire will begin like the first. Spilling tea. <laughs> I too saw that one. And then everyone like, oh, she's going to bring down the monarchy. It's like, the monarchy's already down. They are out of money. They do not need to exist anymore. Then you start talking about all the commonwealths that you don't think about on a regular basis, like Kenya and Bangladesh and all these other places. You're like, it's time. It is fucking time. And she was a gift to the monarchy to say, we're ready to move forward. We're going to embrace this because this is who we are and this is who the country is. And instead they're like, bye, bitch. So you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial yet brave. Okay. I think Harry's a little too attached to those dogs. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> What's your favorite part about this pandemic? Oh, we get to go to the beach. 
with Archie and the dogs. And then we're at the house. How are you liking the house? Oh, we love it. We've got room for the chickens, and the dogs are really happy. I'm like, the dogs here. <laughs> a little unnatural. He mentions the dogs over four times, maybe five. Maybe. Six. Oh my god! You watch the dodo every day. How can you be? <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, Oprah's basically like, you saved Megan from dying. She was going to kill herself, and you saved him. And he's like, I did, and I created a home for the dogs and Archie <laughs> and my wife. I'm like, okay. Settle down with the dogs. <laughs> okay, I have one more hot topic, and then we will go to our bread and butter. Bread and butter. I am also in the Twitter sphere all day, and I don't. I didn't remember that the CEO of um, Papa John's had some problem with racism. Yeah, there's shit. All right, so on the things that you've been working on in the last twenty months was getting the N word out of your regular vocabulary. One of those things. Mine? Yeah, I'm saying, like, I do 21-day challenges to get rid of my love and or get get some love and get rid of my rage and compassion. Yeah. I never once thought, I'm going to spend these next 20 months trying to get rid of saying the N-word on a regular basis. Well, no, I've never said that word in my life, and I hope that's true for most people. Well, this is Papa John's ex-CEO, and he's talking to O-A-N, which I guess oh, is not God. pronounced O-Anon, but I like to say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Merging it with QAnon. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? Um, I couldn't understand it. I, I mean, again, you have a public board that paints its chairman uh, complicit, passive, or active. They paint the founder as a racist. They know he's not a racist. It's just unbelievable. And is he talking I'm about himself? Bed just yeah. going, How did they do this? And we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this uh, N word uh, in my uh, vocabulary and dictionary and everything else uh, because it's just not true ah! how they did this and get on with my life if papa john's would just say hey we got in a hurry we did whatever oh my god i want to get rid of the n-word and get on with my life i don't know if he ah! is the ceo i don't know who he is remember he, he had that moment papa. where he was sweating <laughs> profusely and he was just like the end of times is coming and i was like <laughs> for you he's got the but, full-on agatha eyebrows there Yes, that's how you know. He's evil. Julie, did you even give us your Megan McCain take? Oh, I hate her so much. <laughs> so they were saying to her about um, accountability culture, right? And mm -hmm. what she's calling cancel culture. We're like, no, bitch. It's accountability. It's consequences. Um, they're like, maybe the Republicans could stop talking about Dr. Seuss and all this nonsense. And what are you standing for these days? You didn't provide another... Um, rescue plan you didn't you haven't provided any policy all you're doing is bitching about stuff that doesn't matter why don't you talk about things that matter she goes i, I think we can chew gum and walk at the same time i was like oh can we megan hate her so much oh and then they were talking about legacies this was an old episode and how she hurt all her brothers got in the naval academy and they earned their way it's not because their dad was in it so it turned out there were 897 people in John McCain's class at the Naval Academy. He was 894th. So. Oh, my gosh. You are a legacy of. <laughs> <laughs> was that worth it? Are you glad we got the. Yes. The I am. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to the runway. Runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. Come on, girl. Put your face in the walk. Let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. Should we go U.S. 
or UK. Let's say UK, the better one. I know Candy Muse this week was just like, I don't care which one you like between US, I'm still getting my coin, you're still watching every week. And it's like, yeah, I'm watching every week, so I know that UK is better. <laughs> my body wanted to go to UK first. As well it should. Uh, my body wants to see it. Oh, all right, let's talk about some men in <laughs> wigs. So we find out this week is the stand-up challenge. Alan Carr is going to um, coach everybody. Stand-up was pretty much awful, I think. I love all the looks of, like, eyebrow list of horror that you have in here as well. Then I was like, how many pictures do we need of this? None. This is rehearsal. <laughs> now, how would you feel if you had to go out to an audience that was filled with stuffed animals? I think you and I both, and perhaps I'm reaching here, Julie, but I feel like we have a lot in common despite our many dissimilarities. But we rely on other people's responses and reactions and to not have any gratification from a crowd murmur or a laugh or anything would be super demoralizing. Well, Anne's have to look at these blow up dolls. Those fucking things. <laughs> well, it's like I get why a horror went so sexual. There are literal sex dolls and furries. Yes, more attracted to the furries. Okay, so we skipped the uh, main controversy. That's a story for another day, Julie. Yes. That's a story Ellie won the mini day. challenge. And she got to pick the order and she decided to fuck everybody and good for her. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, isn't that the goal? If someone plays nice, you're like, this is a competition. Why did you do that? That's idiotic. RuPaul always says that. Like, um, you know, this is a competition, right? Well, and they totally set this up. Like, this is a well-produced season as uh, like additionally because like, how could you tell Ellie Diamond's stupid mini challenge as superior to the other stupid mini challenges? <laughs> they wanted her to fuck with everything and she did. Well done. Yeah. Where are my pictures of that? I don't know. Everyone this was fucking they were the... fuming, man. They were fucking fuming. <laughs> I mean, Lawrence and O'Hara are fucking pissed. What is the point? If you're funny, you're funny. It does not matter what order you go in, especially in this situation where, like, the crowd's not warmed up. There is no crowd. So, O'Hara, <laughs> you're going to be fine. Yeah, it's just... I mean, ultimately old. not, but you could have been. <laughs> well, whatever Lawrence put out was obviously the worst because he had to get off Twitter and get off Instagram with all the death threats and Jesus. Who are these keyboard warriors who are at home like Lawrence, you should just fucking kill yourself. You're like, get a life. Oh my God. It's like a get being impassioned. And yeah, as a viewer, I was like, everyone needs to simultaneously calm down, take a chill pill. I get this is your dream, but don't be assholes about it. And but to get take it to the point where it's like, yeah, maybe I look at you in a different light. But I also don't know you. You're not affected by that. I'm not going to reach out to social media and be like, you should fall off a fucking cliff because you deserve it. Taste is my hero. I want to be Taste when I grow up. He's like, seriously, calm down. <laughs> He's like, they are over it. And Bimini's just like, I'm funny. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do fine. Yeah. Well, they set themselves up to fail to begin with because Lawrence was like, Bimini's funny. So now I do be funnier than Bimini. And Bimini was like, that's right, bitch. I'm number one. <laughs> Put me anywhere. I do agree she should have gone after taste, but either way, you're either funny or you're not. Also an eight minute stand-up challenge though. Yikes. Was it eight minutes? It was supposed to be eight minutes. Yeah, I watched oh, the yeah, horror exit interview. Okay. So we've got some tea there. Oh, I watched that too when she was like, and then at the end they asked everybody who they thought should go home. And my best friend said me. And it wasn't taste. And she was like, Yeah, Ellie Diamond was my favorite. I mean, you do realize that this has been edited so down that we don't actually see all the interactions and friendships. So Ellie Diamond and Nahora could have had a friendship. I honestly don't care though. It, eight minutes is a really long time, especially yeah. if you have no idea. To do it twice as well. Ooh. And the first time her microphone wasn't working, so she had to do it all over again. 
Oh my god. So she wasn't funny. I don't know why you can't say gaping assholes. That's not the scariest phrase I've ever heard in my life. Why did so evidently, out of it? evidently her nan phoned the BBC and said, I don't want this aired. I don't have a gaping asshole. Really? <laughs> yeah, and that's why it was cut out. But Rue and Michelle acted like it was the most disgusting thing they'd ever heard. I think it was just that she was talking about herself and her grandmother in a sexual context. That's why context. it's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. But was it? No, none of them were funny. <laughs> no, none of it. Like, I, I would like to see the entire eight minutes because what <sighs> they chose to select were not great. No one was like Bimini was solid, but like not a joke, not a fact. Okay. Okay. Right, which they cheered her for, but taste that's another story for another time. They like, ripped her apart for that. I thought that was fine. Yeah. Ellie and her like <laughs> demonic other voice. I It was weird. <laughs> I love that Rue's face looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, What what are you doing? Bimini, I thought was, you know, good enough. You make Definitely me want to dismantle the patriarchy. You're like, okay. She looked beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fine and it was solid. It wasn't uproariously a laugh riot. It's not a joke. It's just a fact. <laughs> it's hard when there's nobody there laughing. <laughs> no, it is tough. Like, I do very much, I've said this before, I rely on the Chrissy Teigen shots of the world to know how I'm supposed to feel. And if you don't pan over to a celebrity laughing, I don't think it's funny. <laughs> Which is why I could not watch the Golden Globes. So Lawrence started out really strong with her camel toe and everything. Then she kind of went flat. I thought Tate's was funny. Maybe it's just that she's pretty, but she like ripped on people. I thought she was funny. Yeah. She's charismatic as she is. And in RuPaul's social work corner this week, she's never been in love because the one time she had sex, he gave her syphilis and chlamydia. That's a tough one to punch to recover from. Thankfully, one course of antibiotics will take that right out of your system. I thought she was going to say HIV for sure. So I was really glad. Well, we just watched it's a sin. I'm prepared for everyone to have HIV. Like, someone came down ill at work the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, is it AIDS? No, okay, you just have a cough. You should still go home. It could be AIDS or coronavirus. There's so many things. You scared just get out. I'm terrified. So the category is, okay, so who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think won you that thunk? stand-up challenge? I mean, I think Bimini. Uh, I think Bimini won. Yeah, for sure. I'm a Bimini stan at this point, along with the rest of the world. I'm a bandwagoner. I've fallen off that very wagon several times. I am ready for her to win. I thought Lawrence did pretty well too. I don't think yeah. anyone did great. Nothing quotable. Well, I mean, it's a joke, not a joke, just a fact. Got some play on Twitter, but it wasn't super. Twitter fun. doesn't decide who wins drag race. It decides everything <laughs> for me. Everything. So the runway category is stoned on the runway, dripping in jewels. Get it? <laughs> I guess. I, I, I. So Joey J's back in the competition because Ahura is full on poison ivy with her beaded bags of saline, I guess. I didn't get it. I don't get it. Oh, I don't. I don't. Get, I guess she's dripping in jewels. I get it's dripping, but it's. Why is it Girl, not you good drip in. <laughs> like when your diva cup has a hole in it. Girl, you drip in. <laughs> Ellie Diamond yeah, she, she in the ice skating outfit. Yeah, Ellie Diamond looked like you're playing Yeti in a gender bending school play. And this is what you've chosen. Like, Mr. Heat Miser, where you at? Ah, Mr. Heat Miser. Yeah, I, it wasn't. I mean, a Bimini, we just switched to her because you move at a breakneck speed throughout these things. It's like. You're we're already at seven hours. Move. Okay, you got a lot right. to get Continue. Okay. <laughs> Bimini's solid. Not the first time acting was done on the runway. Miss um, Cracker did it. 
um, during the unfortunate All Stars Five. But she looks stunning, gorgeous, high fashion. And her look changes every time, even just from the stand up to this. You're like, whoa. I don't know why, but I have much more love for her. I know they're like knocked out by Got Mixed Runways. But for me, I'm like, Bimini never looks like the same person twice. It's so cool. From the Haute Couture high fashion to the Vivian Westwood make your own situation um, to the super glamorous, like, Diedrich sort of situation with the 40s, 30s, whatever decade film star eyebrow situation. Now to this punk rock acne moment. Come on. Come on. I know. And for the fact that the first three episodes, I thought she was tall. (laughs) Oh, my God. Emma sent me, kept taking pictures and sending them to me of the height discrepancy between Bimini and Ellie. Well, Ellie's 6'4", right? She's 6'7". Bimini's saying she's like 4'2", or 5'2". What did you think of Lauren's chin? It's big, big pink sparkle. Um, it was fine. (laughs) I know they were gagging over it. I mean, yeah, it was okay. I mean, the alfalfa stalactite from her head was a little bit distracting (laughs) for me. But is it a stalactite if it goes from the ground? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Tights, mites, I don't remember. Like a stalactite, I think. Is from the cave floor up and is still... Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't gagged over taste look. She looks beautiful no matter what she wears, but she wasn't wearing much and it wasn't particularly exciting. No, and in the back, it really is just a G-string. You're like... Sexy. You're (laughs) hanging on by a thread there, Chase. Oh, there's another Bimini. So who do you think won the runway? Would you give it to Bimini? Yeah. I don't know. It's really cool. Lawrence's looks like it took so much work. Yeah. Yeah. It is impeccable. I just don't like it as much yeah <laughs> but i think she did a really good bodysuit and we haven't seen her in a bodysuit yet so that was good right which you know is like oh good not another like mermaid gown yeah i don't understand ellie diamonds so did you think she was gonna go home did you think ellie, ellie was gonna be in the bottom yeah i figured that they were gonna do an ellie diamond a horror lip sync yeah after all that drama um, okay, great. So I definitely thought Ellie was going to be in the bottom, but I think the storyline of Tace versus Ahura is too good to pass up. To another slow song. I mean, good luck. I thought they both did well. This was a much better argument for a double Shante than Candy Simone. I do not think, I think Ahura was exuding emotion. I don't know if it was the right emotion for the song lyric she was singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot, Aura. That's a lot for this song. I would watch Taste do anything, so I was fine with Aura yeah. going home. What tea did you learn? I only watched like five minutes of her with uh, someone else. Of Aura. So the reason that they were so incensed and untucked when they once again reignited this whole fucking feud of like, you did us so fucking dirty, you fucking bitch, um, was that they had to say who should go home. Right. And that's why everyone was super tense at that moment. As who but everybody said Ahura. Yeah. Or nobody said Ahura. Everybody said Ellie. And Ellie said Ahura. Yeah, and that was like a major moment. And I think Rue was like, all right, well, Ellie, you stay. Congrats. <laughs> More drama? Perf. Ellie got the memo. Are you here to slay? Let's go. She is 21. She's doing the best she can, and she wants to win. Yep. Good for her. Yeah, that was the point. Yes. And so. like, I mean, every if you can't get out of your own head, that's on you. Like, you're going first. Cool. I'm going to rock it. I'll set the tone. Or you could be like, I've been betrayed. 
I have been stabbed in the back at two brute. I can't do this. What am I going to do? Not well, apparently. But when they say to you, I don't think this joke is appropriate and you go for it anyway, you get what you get. He's one of the judges. Alan Carr was like, that's not appropriate. Yeah. I feel I'm like- young, dumb, and full of cum. Have you seen Top Gun? Like, you can't, you just can't do that. <laughs> Have you seen Grinder? That's literally everyone's profile. It's not Is unique. It? If you're going to be super gross, at least be funny. It's very <laughs> low-hanging fruit, pun perhaps intended, of just going for the hypersexual. I'm going to freak people out with all these things. It's like, you're on Drag Race. None of this is unique or shocking. We've all been on Grinder. Well, I guess I'm the only you're, one of this particular pair. <laughs> you're doing your stand-up to sex dolls, so, you know. <laughs> like, at least just make it funny. Don't go for the shock factor of gaping asshole. It's like, Oh my God, that's how I wake up every morning is a chime that just is gaping asshole. You're not going to shock me with that. So be funny. So I have no idea how many episodes we have left. Do you guys know? doesn't matter. We're down to the top four. Are we going to three, then two? Are we going to three? Who's next to go? Obviously, Ellie. Why am I talking to you two when I can just listen to myself? (laughs) Obviously, Ellie's going next, right? Yeah, 100%. There's no way. Unless there's some like bullshit double save like they did on Holland where they both did terribly and they were like, continue on. (laughs) I think Tace Lawrence Bimini is a kick-ass top three. Super fucking great. It's just like UK last time. I love them all. I will not be sad if any of those guys win. Well, and I feel like, so I've been racking my brain for the past 10 seconds and why UK is more entertaining than US. And I think it's just because there's stakes. It's like the best part of any, like the lip sync is the best part of RuPaul's Drag Race because they're fighting for their lives. And what other reality TV show do you have one more opportunity to prove your worth and to stay? And we've had so many fucking lip syncs on US and none of them have meant anything. We had 47 the first episode, didn't actually matter. We had lip sync for the win. That lip sync for the legacy never turns out as well as you think so. And it's just like we're 27 episodes into U.S. and five people have gone home. I am not on the U.K. is so much better than U.S. this year. I like them both. I'm so grateful that they're both on and no one's going to (laughs) die. What you're doing right now with your words is creating a squirrel afro, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what a great transition. Let's go into bum, ba, da, bum, ba, da, bum, Drag Race US. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Gentlemen, start your engines. Ba, 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 ding, dang, dong. So the last <laughs> episode was the social media. Time musical? moves so slowly in this world. <laughs> Jeez. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I know I made this slideshow, but I made it on Friday or whatever. So I was reading some tea. I wrote winner so we would know that Rose was the winner. <laughs> So I was reading some tea and that celebrity um, situation that RuPaul tried was canceled. So they had more time in the VH1, Paramount, whatever fucking network they're on right now, slot to fill, which is why they extended it. God, celebrity was bad. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so God, last week was the double save. Jeez. Yeah. Isn't this a terrible picture I took of candy? I'm so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here comes Emma's boyfriend, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> No, not mad about it. <laughs> He's like, I had a problem thinking I was going to slay off the bat, and I didn't. No, you didn't, Rosé. No, you didn't. So we've got a punk rock challenge. We flash back to RuPaul as a punk rock <laughs> thing. We're all going to audition for the new band called The Pantyhose. This was at least fun and different. Utica looks terrible. She's terrifying. Denali, I thought, looked great. <laughs> terrible picture of Elliot with two T's. 
frightening. Uh, what's up oh, with Tina, Tina Burner's, Burner's butt? Bonds. I said the same thing. Uh, what? How does that happen? Is that natural? So yeah, I think it's just age that she doesn't have much of a butt, and what's left is skin. I I felt like it was kind of impressive. Bryce looks happy, isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's not, not even gay. Back. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Lux wearing the Adore Delano blue, which I love. Mm-hmm. Tina wins, <laughs> but we find out we're playing the snatch game. Yeah. So Rue comes for his walkthroughs that are so helpful. <laughs> what did you think when Simone said she was playing Harriet Tubman? I would. I have to be honest. I was concerned about how that was going to happen in the context of the snatch game. I was afraid it was going to turn into like a hypersexual caricature. I think it's just because <laughs> I was scarred from a horror and I thought it was just going to turn into uh, Harriet Tubman. But it went just very sardonic over it. Um, aloof Harriet Tubman, which was amazing. I thought she did. Then I decided to skip the rest of the walkthroughs, but what did you think about Utica and her stupid squirrel hat nonsense? So Bob Ross had an afro, but he had a perm of his normal hair. And so Utica was concerned that it would be cultural appropriation to wear an afro. To which RuPaul said, well, that was his hair. I thought the squirrels were funny. If she had been like I had a Bob Ross voice, it might have just been fine. But because her Bob Ross was non-existent. Well, and Bob Ross had pet squirrels, so if she was just like had a bit about that, where it's just like my squirrel family has taken up residence in my hair because they're so close to me. I grow ban, them out ban, of my hand. I'm gonna ban the little squirrels. We're just gonna ban, yeah. ban. We're just gonna put little birds right in over here. Yeah, my happy place is my squirrels, and so I put them. I don't know why I'm southern. Bob Ross was not southern. Comics like that's not a safe sleep to at night. I'm like, yeah, comic, you're never gonna be on the calm app reading books at night with Kieran Killian or anybody. <laughs> Um, who would you be in Snatch Game? Between Porkchop and Raven? No, I'm just saying if you had, if we had to do Snatch Game as a podcast. Oh, that is a tough one, honestly. I Because I feel like I would go the Candy Muse route where I'd just be myself and say I was someone else. <laughs> uh, what about you? I think I would, the only voice I feel like I could keep up for a while is Harvey Firestein. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? <laughs> somebody super Jewish, somebody just... Maybe maybe a friendly but with somebody. Oh, with Fran Drescher. Fran- what about that? No. You could do that. No. See, that's the thing. I'm not great at voices. I'm not Julie. I'm not great at voices either, but. You are. <laughs> All right. So we go to the Snatch Game. I'm not sure why Pork Chop is there and why she's been in quarantine, but great. <laughs> Good for you. Because well, it's the mean, Pork Chop Lounge. Raven obviously. works there. They had to get play off of it. <laughs> yeah. So I thought Simone was <laughs> hilarious as heavy Harry Tubman. She's like, you got to hide. I see all these white people <laughs> up in here. <laughs> and then she yells out well, freedom and harry tubman also was a tiny little bean and so her sort of peeking up from behind it was hilarious on so many levels <laughs> and these are supposed to be wrinkles or extra eyebrows i think it's supposed They're to be very wrinkles. weird wrinkles. now i still my heart does not love got mick but this was amazing yeah so was her paris hilton was <laughs> insane uh, that it's looks like the- paris hilton yeah. She looks exactly like her. Her painting skills are phenomenal. And from the opening bit of like her affected voice being fake, wonderful. It's like, do you let me know when the cameras are rolling. They're rolling right now. You're on air, baby. And it's like, oh my God, hi. Yeah. And when you have somebody with a catchphrase who can just say, that's hot, like over and over again, you know, so yeah. great. She did great. For some reason, she's still not in my heart. I don't know why. Maybe why? it's the edit. Okay. Because she and this hoe, not this hoe, here's uh, Emma's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Rose is Mary Queen of Scots. Respectable, funny. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. love a strong Scottish accent? <laughs> but nothing 
she could definitely say, hid, move, no. <laughs> but nothing like yeah. memeable came out of her, you know? Uh, what's her fuck? Tina Burner as not Richard Simmons at all. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen enough Richard Simmons to know, but it didn't feel right. <gasps> what? <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps the leg gag would have been funnier if a horror hadn't just done it. I know. It's the collective conscience all working at the same time. <laughs> Um, Richard Simmons is like super effeminate. He's super like, oh my God. And he's the like happiest person on the planet. And he's like, let's go. And he's wearing like inappropriately short shorts and a bedazzled top. And when I was going to weigh 600 pounds, he was going to come save me. And I was really excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tina Burner was not Richard Simmons. <laughs> yes. They would take the wall out and remove them with a crane from the second floor. So I didn't think she was funny. I didn't think she was Richard Simmons at all. But once again, nothing memeable. Sweating to the oldies. She could have made a million jokes. Okay, I don't really know who Patrick Starr is, so I know he's a YouTube star, but I'm like, he's not somebody I'm familiar with. Was Candy Muse Patrick Starr-ish? Tell me. No. Okay. No, not at all. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Patrick Starr's content. I've seen them around, um, sort of makeup artist, larger-than-life personality, but more muted than Candy Muse. Candy Muse was herself. Uh, yeah, the, the biting the banana was funny, but I didn't get it. Oh, Olivia. Jesus Christ, it was so terrible. It was so bad. And once again, I don't care if I know who Tabitha Brown is or not. Just make it funny. Make it <laughs> funny. That's the gig. I mean, RuPaul will always be there to try to fuck you up. It's like, I really love this choice. Do you? You have to be funny. Good luck. And then she walks away. And it's like, the interceptor is RuPaul James. RuPaul talks. She was trying to help her. She's like, you've only been a vegan for four months. Do you ever want meat? He's like, do you want meat? You're like, oh boy. Now. I thought Denali was fucking hilarious as Jonathan Maness. Yep. I agree. I thought she was just okay. I thought she had some good moments, but I know controversial and weak. No, I know people who agree with you, but I thought she was hilarious. I thought her mannerisms were dead on. Her it. voice was on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she just, perhaps it was, she did the thing where it's just constantly affected in the background where I'm just like constantly doing my hair. It's like, if you're trying to embody this character, doing these ridiculous movements aren't what that character would have done. I don't know. But like she had some hate funny on hater. <laughs> I mean, just every like the voice she did and what she said was so good. It was and so the right mannerism. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. I mean, Nick, do you follow JBN on Instagram? Because I do. So I see him like every day. <laughs> um. So I know him through the context of gymnastics. So that would be a no. Yeah, anyway. so I know him a touch. I've never watched Queer Eye. I've watched one episode. Okay, then you have nothing to say about Jonathan and Silence. <laughs> I've watched all the clear eyes. I'm friends with him on Instagram. I watched Gay of Thrones. Gay of Thrones is amazing. (laughs) Oh, Elliot. I mean, why don't you just cut your wrists on stage? (laughs) I I watched it every night with my boyfriend. We've been together for like a year. RuPaul's watched every episode a hundred times. It just, it doesn't, she was like, I need to take a risk. There's a calculated risk and there's just like a shit risk. And this was a shit risk. I'm just going to say men and not even in a Southern accent in no, the words of the high septum shame. <laughs> <laughs> so this I mean, was Bob Ross, the serial killer is what <laughs> Utica did. She had no like, Bob Ross mannerisms of any kind. This is the darkest timeline. Bob Ross environments. He would never say that I do environments. He'd be like, I do Beautiful pictures of mountains and landscapes. Like, he would never say him, but it didn't even, it was terrible. Terrible. It was one of the worst Snatch games. I don't agree. I thought Denali was hilarious. I thought. No, no, uh, Utica's performance. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was ready to fight you. (laughs) 
I put a little note in the corner. This is RuPaul's social work corner. Does anyone's family go and watch them in drag? Who's got a sad story for us? How about you, Denali? She has a touch of one. And then Elliot's like, my grandfather comes. Everyone's like, we hate you, Elliot. We don't care. I know. Ha! Ha! (laughs) T.S. Madison is amazing. She's so funny. Like, when she... Her expression when the lip sync was about to start was just so pure and perfect. Look at RuPaul. She looks like... Bisexual flag. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like cotton candy. Category is fascinating fascinators. Okay, so whoever... Whatever underpaid intern has done, like, the musical selection for this season has been on point. Because fascinating fascinators and then the song choice... The song was too slow. It wasn't danceable and it wasn't a ballad. It was it was a weird mid-tempo song. I felt for the girls. I felt for the girls. <laughs> I have a better picture of Olivia. I guess not. These are out of order. So Olivia Lux, the stop that was cool. The gloves were too big, but other than that. Yeah, she's a mad scientist with Mercury. Cute. Fine. Acceptable. Makeup adorable. Utica looked amazing. She always looks like sour grapes from strawberry shortcake. But <laughs> No, and her asymmetric thing worked for this slightly with her big poofy arm. The fucking ants up her legs, cute. The bees coming, which look like butterflies. Triggered. Look how miserable Tina Burner looks in the background. <laughs> Simone, I thought looked amazing from the front. I didn't understand no. the hips, but I went with it. And then the bee did say their names with the bullet holes in her butterflies. Yeah. Gutting. Gutting. We're so British so. now. absolutely gobsmacked I think Candy looks Uh, like a pile of crap this is like (laughs) leftovers as Bob the Drag Queen said from all his herringbone outfits there's no shape there's no neck it's everything Michelle Visage hates you can see her undergarments why is she not in the bottom it's like the runway doesn't matter anymore which like for me was always 10% runway 90% challenge but the like there's arguments to be said that Kamora Hall's look should have saved her. No. Like enough people aren't in the bottom for their outfits. Yeah, what's the point? This outfit is terrible. Yeah. Fight me. I dare you. <laughs> Say it. They're like, Rose always wears something fluffy. You can't see your shape. I can't see your neck. You're going home immediately. Candy Muse looks like a giant sack of gingham nonsense. This is <laughs> awful. Her makeup's beautiful. Speaking of awful, this outfit is terrible. Tina Burner with a horse dick coming out of her head. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Is she the horse? <laughs> no, she's embodying she the whole day. She's the horse. She's the flowers for winning. She's the grass. She is all of it. I it's just too don't much. understand. Yeah. Let me explain like it to you. There's a horse head. <laughs> this are the flowers. This is the dirt on the track. No, I'm just kidding. It's like Monet when she was her sponge look, and she was like, yeah, the earrings are blue because it's water. <laughs> you know? And someone's like, I didn't know that. Sorry, yes. the outfits are terrible. They're not this bad, though. Elliot with two Ts wearing <laughs> crapola. How is this a flamingo? Someone explain it to me like I'm five. Go. So it's because she's standing on one leg, and what? the draped and she's pink. Uh, creation <laughs> on her bottom leg is supposed to be like a nude look i guess what? why is it drapey what are you talking about we're drapey? supposed to not see that wide leg <laughs> i know pant? like if it was skin tight and it was color coded to her skin it, it still wouldn't sense. look like a flamingo at no part and like yeah. where were her lips emma kept saying <laughs> yeah. why is true. she wearing lipstick <laughs> and that wig was- with the fascinator it, i think 
the wig might take away from the fascinator. Yeah, the fascinator <laughs> it was is the only thing I like. Objectively poor. Yeah. <laughs> this like, whole, I mean, why is your nude parts saggy like elephants? <laughs> and why are you trying to do like first year America's Next Top Model <laughs> broken doll, but you're doing it wrong? And so. you know what I say to her on Twitter? Nothing. I just gave her a heart and said, "Good for you." <laughs> wanted to not have a bad life just that was right a bad i can outfit. have a bad opinion of that outfit and still wish her well as a person mm-hmm. yeah i have love not rage uh denali wearing an outfit from <laughs> carnival wearing clothes Halloween on her body spirit but the it was adequate coffee pot was cute I totally yeah, no, the got fascinated distracted was by the skating. I like didn't even until Michelle clocked the outfit. I didn't even notice that it was such a like cheap looking outfit. I was just like, "Ooh, yeah. look at her move." It was fun. <laughs> I had fun. I I've never it. heard you say that in that tone. You're like, "It was fun." <laughs> we had fun, guys. We're on drag race. Now, on the other hand, Gottmik is fucking slaying. She is pissing on the runway, shitting on the runway. This is insane. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. She has marked her territory. God, it's so she's killing it. I've I had the same sort of response to Got Mick before this episode, where I was just like, she's kind of. Uh, I'm not sure why. Now I'm sort of like, I'm not a stand, but I'm a Got Mick fan. I know I don't know what they've done, or if it's her vocal fry, or I just don't know what it is. Look at these fucking shoes. My God, she's amazing, <laughs> Rose. When they show all four of her fluffy outfits next to each other, you're like, oh shit, they just clocked you in your fluff. <laughs> this was whatever. This is the best she's looked, though, from the fluffy yes. quadrilogy. It's not really saying very much, but yes. No. Lala Ree also posted basically this was going to be her outfit. She had like a rose fascinator in this dress. Lala Ree definitely looked better than Rose. It just like the dress fitted Lala better. I did see a cat yeah, I mean- wearing the Lala Ree outfit of the bags on um, Instagram. They also looked better than Lala Ree, though. <laughs> Those RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race people are not fucking around. So good. I mean, Rosé is just not dressing for her body. She's not real thin. She's dressing as she is. She has a pretty bulky frame. At this point, I feel like she does just fucking love ruffles. And so I'm just going to kind of <laughs> give it to her. I'm like, you're never going to look that good. But if you if it makes you happy. <laughs> I think she thinks, how can I femme myself up? I'm going to put ruffles on me since I walk like a man. And I don't, I'm don't not really. Like a man. I'm not really doing like a female illusion. I'm just doing the character of Rosé. So I need to wear ruffles because it makes me soft and feminine. Rain on my parade. You're like, got it. Musical theater. Bye. (laughs) So obviously got McWins the runway. Runway. No questions asked. Simone number two for me. Yeah. And then everybody else can fuck off. I did like Denali's. It was fun. It was very cute. Utica's was good, too. Yeah, Denali no. and Utica are in a good place, fashion-wise. Denali's very wearing different a place costume. Snatches game. Yeah. I don't mind it. We threw it in the bottom last week, and now we're all in the middle. I'm like, uh-huh. You're all terrible. In the bottom this week was Utica, Elliot, and <laughs> Olivia. All deserved from the Snatch Game. They were yeah. all terrible. So I was like, how yeah. did Candy Muse not go in the bottom? She was like the Alyssa Edwards-y kind of like, you know, you think I'm new with whatever her Joan Crawford were that didn't make any sense. <laughs> Candy Muse bit that banana we were all in. So <laughs> Elliot and Utica, totally fine with them in the bottom. It was time for Utica to be in the bottom. I was yeah. super yeah. ready for a double Shantae or a double go away since we <laughs> had a double Shantae. <laughs> I'm ready for Utica to go. What is she doing Utica. for you? 
I don't know. I still like her. I mean, her outfit's really cute, but like, I mean, Elliot, wow. Talk about somebody who stayed too long at the party. Bye now. Yeah, I feel great about that. Um, and also her, everything she did could have been okay in the lip sync, but her outfit was just so terrible. You couldn't see anything. She also had no animation in her face. Utica was living. She was alive. She does have all the limbs in the world and took up the entire stage. Uh, When used her body in a very fun way (laughs) Uh too. Like she can't really kick and she can't really Vogue, but she did her own thing. She tried to. Yeah. I thought the right person stayed if someone was going to stay, because I was psychologically ready for them both to (laughs) go in. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. I mean, this is going to be a 58 week season, which is fine. That's fine. That's fine. Who goes home next? Tina, Candy, and Rosé. It's a triple bye-bye. Right now for me, it's still Simone is who my heart wants, but my brain is thinking it's going to be Gottmik. That wins? Yeah, she's showing she can do everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything. Now if she could just win my heart. (laughs) Maybe it's the final frontier. (laughs) It really is. Are we gemstoning this? Yeah, we didn't gemstone UK. Should we do both? Let's do UK first. Okay. Hold on. Truly UK drag race. How many gemstones? Oh my God. I don't know. Let me look. Snack. Oh, it was the roast. Yeek. All right. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Wow, Nick and Emma went way over. Emma with an 86 and Nick with an 88. Julie with a perfect score of 80. Not rewatchable. Sad, sad. Not at all. Not Why would you watch that episode ever again? I would not. Not, not for the lip sync, not for the challenge. Let's see if you guys can get a little bit closer on Drag Race US. <laughs> oh, Nick just missed it at 91. <laughs> Emma really close with the 92. Julie with a perfect score of 92. <laughs> oh, good job, you guys. Really close, nice really close. You <laughs> came really, really close. We did better that time. You really did. I'm proud of both of you. <laughs> How about we finish up with a couple rounds of International Women's Day heads up? Let's see what women we know and what women we don't. (laughs) All right, Nick, are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. I get so competitive. Okay. Okay. um, She not in this dancery, not today in this dancery. No hateration, toleration. Mary J. Blige. Yes. Long time. It says correct, but it's not moving on. Julie, it's not moving on. Our time is dwindling. Our time is dwindling, but it's not moving on. It's yeah, I know it's correct. Okay, um, she created girls. She created girls. OCD Ooh, always Lena moved. Dunham. Yes. <laughs> she, the Iron Lady killed the North and the Margaret coal Thatcher. Miners. Yeah. When you said killed the North, I went game. She. Um, okay, pills, 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 pills. She's a singer. Um, Dusty Springfield. No, she's. You could say that she's potentially deified because she's uh, saintly. Am I Saint Vincent? That's illegal. Saint Vincent. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wrote Frankenstein. Mary Shelley. Nice. Time's up. Well, we had 15 seconds that were stolen from us. (laughs) Megan Rapino. Why didn't you go for that one? Oh, we didn't get that. That didn't show up to me. That did not show up for me. Emma. Okay. It did not. I did. Did you say Emma? (laughs) Emma. All right, Emma. Are you ready? Ah, sure. You ready, Emma? Yep. Are you terrified? You scared? Medium. We have to beat six. Uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Aretha Franklin. Yes. Uh, oh, she was Cleopatra in the movie. Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. 
Oh, she loves monkeys. Uh, gorillas. She saves them. Jane Goodall. Oh, she was Wonder Woman most recently. Oh, oh, Gal Gadot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's uh, Suki from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Yes. She flew uh, a plane. Amelia Earhart. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> so many things. Nick loves her. She wanted to be president of the United States and it's just not going to happen. Hillary before. Clinton. Yep. Uh, she's a Disney girl, but not Miley Cyrus. Zendaya. <laughs> no. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, yeah. We ran. Wow, International Women's Day. We smoked that man. Let's see how many we got. Hey, I, I want a do-over. We got seven. I think we should do a different category. We'll do one more time each, yeah? Yeah. Your choices are totally 80s. Haha, <laughs> you weren't even alive. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just kidding. Superstars. Superstars. Icons and legends. Pop culture. Pop culture. Good luck with me. I'm over 20. <laughs> okay. His body is Wonderland. He called Jessica John Simpson. Mayer. Yes. <laughs> oh, she was Agatha all along. Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Um, it's the uh, fucking hell. So Tesla, dude, created Elon this Musk, thing. Grimes. Yeah. To go into the unknown. It's SpaceX. To- yes. Skip it. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> um, he played the donkey in Shrek. He also played the dragon Eddie in Mulan. Murphy. Yes. Um, Michael Jordan, animated features. They play basketball. Space Jam. Movie. Yes. How's that pop culture? Hey, they're remaking it. Oh. She's Wanda! Oh, uh, the Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Thank God I watched that this week. <laughs> Let's see what you skipped on. I feel really disappointed in your skipping. Telepatia? Kali Ichis? All right, Emma, do you also want to do pop culture? Uh, you got six again, Nick. Six, your magic number. Game of Thrones, blockbuster movies, superstars, icons and legends. Should we try Game of Thrones? I want to see how much I remember. <laughs> oh, it's well, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Either we're gonna know it or we're not. <laughs> uh Daenerys is a Targaryen. Also, the uh, Amelia <laughs> matriarch of <laughs> what? her children are <laughs> dragons. Yeah, Queen of mother so of dragons. Yes. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Daenerys is. Uh, so if you keep going north, you eventually have to go. The wall. Um, not beyond the wall. Through it. Yep. Beyond the wall. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, what was that? Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> he abused him until he became a different person and his name was. Theon. But his new name was? Oh, uh, Reek. Yep. Oh, I forget who that guy is. <laughs> his name's Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> oh, she sailed ships. <laughs> Yara. Yeah. <laughs> Yara Sophia. <laughs> Yara. I would just like to say that my favorite clue was Daenerys <laughs> is. <laughs> I was getting warmed up. Let's do one more as a tiebreaker. I don't think I got six. That's true. No, you didn't. No, no, because you won won one. You run the first round, seven to six. He won this round, six to four. (laughs) All right, Nick, what category would you like? Icons and Legends. Oh, boy. I mean, this does seem like a category created for gay men by gay men. (laughs) I'm just thinking of Divas Live or something. Okay, he was a psychologist that's very famous. Freud. Yes. 
Okay, she is the sister of Jake of the same weird last name. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yes. Um, an inconvenient truth. He should have been president in 2000. Yeah. He was president, actually. Um, misery, I've got an axe! Kathy Bates. <laughs> yes. Um, he was gold member. He was all the Austin Powers. Bill and Ted. He wasn't Bill and Ted. but Mike Myers? Yeah. Head, move. <laughs> no. Um, she was Elaine in Seinfeld. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Um, she had a skip. <laughs> um, he created everything that's wrong with America. He was a president in the eighties twice. Oh, Bush. Eighties. Oh, Reagan. Yeah. <sighs> Cannot have another stupid weekly class. They're magicians. There's two magicians. Oh, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Penn and Teller. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing so well in the beginning. We were doing very well. Sybil Shepard. Come on, we got seven still. What was it going to be? She was on a show called. Sybil Lighting and Sybil, a show called Moonlighting with Bruce, one Bruce Willis. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> she has a daughter named Clementine. Um, okay, Em, what would you like as our final category? How many did I get? How many did you Seven. We got seven. Nice. <laughs> yes, I was there too. <laughs> she has a brother named Jake with the same weird last name. Emma, would you like Icons and Legends, Game of Thrones, Pop Culture, International Women's Day, Blockbuster Movies, or Superstar? Uh, let's stay with icons and legends. Oh boy. It's for all the marbles, my M. Yeah, I know. The pressure's on. <laughs> There's no marbles. There's nothing to win. But I want marbles. I want marbles. <laughs> oh, God. He came after Socrates. Plato. Good job. Oh, why does it stay here? <laughs> <laughs> it's not moving on. Time. Time. Do it again. Do it again. We didn't do that for me, but do it again. <laughs> you know, Nick. It's International <laughs> Women's Day. Can you just pipe down a little bit? Give us a fucking break. Fucking Christ. Uh, boys don't cry. They sure don't. <laughs> she played... Hillary Swank. Yes. Oh, um, oh God. I might be... Rem- light bulb? He created the light bulb? <laughs> Edison? Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Simone just played her in Snatch Game. Harry Tubman. Yes. <laughs> Try Grace helps everything. Oh, he had a great mustache in the 70s. Who did it? <laughs> that's true. Um, that's really Pretty all. Naked on a bearskin rug. Naked on a bearskin rug. <laughs> Tom Selleck. No, other one. It's Burt Reynolds, the other one. <laughs> um, Ellen, just so you know, your app is sucking balls right now. Good job, Emma. Sorry. It's good. I blame myself. I don't want to win on a technicality. Rod Stewart and Mel Brooks. Well, the only thing I can do, I, I need to restart Brooks. my phone. Oh. No, that's perfect. That's a good amount of games. We're at <laughs> two plus hours. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, we want to say thank you so much for listening to the world's longest episode, no matter what Emma does to edit it. You can check out all our other information at takespod.com. Please go to wherever you listen to this and subscribe and like and give us a million stars. You can throw $5 down if you want to. We love it. Um, if you're interested in hearing what we have to say about 30 Rock, we do another podcast called Blurg. Hilarious. Um, and we just want to say thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. Say goodbye, Emma. Goodbye. Nick. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everybody. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Was that good? Don't you nice. no snacking yet until you do your I'm intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so hungry.